Hi everybody, welcome to another Park Report podcast. We're doing our mid-year episode today where we're going to go over uh, some of the bigger stories for the first half of 2021 and run down some of the songs from all of the great albums that came out this year. And it's been a crazy year, but I want to introduce my good buddy, uh, Daniel Levy, who's joining me today. Hey man. Hey, how's everyone? I'm good. Thank you everybody for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> you covered it all. Yeah, it's, it's just I like went straight to the point. <laughs> How's everyone? I'm good. Thank you for having yeah. me. All right, we're in. Okay, bye. See you later. <laughs> uh, actually, one of the things, uh, just because it ha- recently happened this weekend, was was the cool live stream from Caligula's Horse, which you and I are both big fans of the band, and, and we had a chance to watch. So if anybody hasn't watched that, um, uh, I don't know how long they said they were going to keep it yeah, you'll, around you'll for be, a while. You'll be up until a Sunday, the 29th, 27th, maybe? 27th. And then probably after we're putting this out. But yeah. if you had a chance to see it, it was great. And maybe there'll be some videos or something online. But mm-hmm. what did you think of that show? I thought it was uh, it was for a live that, stream. I thought it was killer. Yeah, that was fun. Like The, the, the funny thing about it is the time zones. They're in Australia, so it's 6 a.m. for us. Right. And so we had to get the video in the afternoon and pretend it's live. But even so, it was a lot of fun. They had a great set list, uh, a lot of energy. It just made me miss live shows so much more. Definitely. I can't wait either way, it was concert. great. Yeah. It, it, it felt great. And they had an actual uh, audience. They, for them, it was a real show, and they were just recording it and putting it out. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, that worked out really well. Um, but just kicking, you know, going back to the beginning of the year, um, I mean, right away, we, we were hit with the massive release from Transatlantic which, you know, had been delayed and took them forever to make. And because of COVID, they just took extra time and ended up with two records and really three, if you think yeah. about it with the ultimate. Basically three, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, talk about that album and and what you thought about the concept with the, you know, with the two versions and everything. Yeah, I'll start off by saying I'm extremely biased towards not only Transatlantic being one of my favorite bands, but this yeah. album that I had the, the pleasure to be involved in the creation of the Blu-ray video. That's right. Yeah. Props on that. It was amazing. Yeah. Thanks, man. Credits to Christian, my video guru. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the concept was very wild. When I first heard about it, it was like, uh, what are they thinking? <laughs> right? It right. sounds very weird. It's very, like, totally a new concept. And when I heard it for the first time, I started with the longer version and then I went to the shorter one and they feel like very different records. And it's a very interesting concept that uh, works. It just works. And I, I think when you explain it for some, to someone for the first time, they will always like get a little shook, like, huh, does it really work? And the answer is yes. Like if you, you like that sort of music, there's a lot of variety and the, the transitions are great. In general, it's a, a very, a very, very good album. Albums, <laughs> sorry. We yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like them both very much. Um, I think everybody sort of, after the dust settles, you end up maybe picking one over the other that you prefer. You yeah. know, which is probably what most people do. I mean, I, I probably lean towards the longer one, Forevermore. Yeah, we're the same you know, boat. But, but, but the thing is, you can listen to both and get totally two different experiences. That's the thing. It wasn't like. One was just a shorter version of the other. It was different. And if you mm-hmm. had Breath of Life and you put it on, it was a different listening experience and it was worth having it. So I think it's cool how they did it. And it could only be done, something like that can only be done by something as epic as what Transatlantic is, 
right? Yeah. I think like the Foo Fighters, who I love, but them doing two albums of the same thing with different lyrics. I would be right. As cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think one of the cooler aspects of it is the discussion. Like in our prog report group, we all yeah. like, no, I prefer this part. No, I like this part oh, of the, the other one better. It's, yeah, yeah, it's were, crazy. <laughs> they were deep. Uh, so jumping real quick uh, after that, I mean, we had another monster release with the reunion of liquid tension experiment, which, which we'll get into, which again, <laughs> we were both involved in on that one yeah, yeah. Uh, with the interview. On the, the bias TV, report. The, the, yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. But that aside, obviously most of the prog world and music world was really excited to see that album come out and it was a big deal yeah no totally um, a, a huge deal you know and just uh you know a killer record um you know there's a bunch of stuff you know since then that has sort of started to come out over over the last few months um I, frost came back with another great record big big Stephen wilson stuff coming with, uh, out after one year yeah. Stephen wilson got uh his album finally out because he delayed it a full year the future bites um which you know was uh very polarizing right i mean yep a lot of people didn't like it a lot of people thought it was interesting for what it was where do you lie on that record um i really like it like i, I don't i much like steven i don't love labeling things um so it's not really <laughs> speaking of labeling things it's not really a prog album it has a bunch of prog elements uh if i were to call it something probably like an experiment experimental pop like, you know, yeah. a project, like a very different thing, but it's very unique. I love the sounds that he goes for. I like the, all the keyboard effects that he went in. The production wise, it's massive. I think it's a very creative records, uh, record, <laughs> thinking about Transatlantic, about the double records, but yeah, uh, no, I agree The the production's great. There's some really just great songs that stick out as an album. I think if you listen to it as an album, it works. Mm -hmm. In a way that you, the way that at least I thought, oh, I like this more than I thought I would. Honestly, I don't find myself listening to it as much. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, like, in, in my opinion, I think it works one song at a time better. I, I, I figured I like all the songs, but I just don't like listening to the whole thing at a, at one go, right? Like, if you were to yeah, listen it's, to it's most weird. of I mean, the Porcupine Tree albums, you can go one straight album from top to bottom and it's fine. But this one I like, you know, it's in a rotation in a radio on Spotify or something. And one shows up like, Hey, this song is great. You know, that's but how are, I usually listen to them. There are a handful of songs like on all of his albums where I go, those are masterpieces and he, yeah. he's still able to do that. And so then I think it's cool. And look, I mean, who knows what he'll do next. Right. So, totally. um, other thing is Genesis is going to be touring second half yep. of this year. So that's really exciting. Hopefully everybody has tickets. I have mine and I'm very yeah. excited finally to go. I'm excited for you because I don't have see any. that. It's going to be amazing. I hope it actually still happens, but every indication looks like it's going to be happening. Um, Fingers crossed. And, uh, and I'm very excited about that. And uh, for anyone else that uh, wasn't aware, Cruise to the Edge was announced for next year, May of 2022, just with an amazing lineup, uh, headliners being Marillion, Transatlantic, Alan Parsons, and Al Demiola, which is a nice addition. Um, plus, Flower Kings, Riverside, Haken, Saga, um, I'm forgetting, but there's like 30 other bands. I mean, it's yeah. just out of control. And um, oh, Pattern Seeking Animals making their 
concert debut, which yeah. is kind Dude, of. I, I gotta say about PSA, I'm addicted to the second album that released yeah. last year. We're and talking was, about stuff that released this, this, this year. already last year, which yeah. is crazy. But but this, I I, I I keep listening to it all the time. It's it's always in my head. Yeah, and uh, and so um, there's a bunch of stuff coming out soon. Uh, some that will be announced uh, in the coming weeks and months and, and so on, I'm sure. Um, there's been sort of inklings of, of, a, of a Dream Theater album coming out later in the year, um, but there hasn't been any news announced on that officially yet. Uh, Neil Morse Band have an album coming out in August when they just released their first single. And, um, you know, who, what other surprises await uh, you yeah. know, we'll see, but let's, see. let's go ahead and, and talk about, uh, what we're going to do is, uh, we picked, I think about 15 songs. Um, <laughs> we started with 10 songs about five <laughs> minutes ago Yeah, and then, and then quickly we realized we needed to add again. five more. So, uh, we did this last year and, and we'll do the same thing, but, um, we're going to introduce a song. We'll play a clip, uh, of about like 30 seconds or so, and then talk a little bit about it. And maybe you, maybe you missed the track or something that is really good that you want to be aware of. So um, we're going to start with uh, a a couple of songs that uh, were just released uh, as we're recording this Um, and uh, no albums out yet, but there's the new single from Leprous uh, from their upcoming album, Aphelion, which comes out on August 27th. The song is called uh, Running Low and let's check it out. Narrow your selection I've been running, I've been running low Come back, come back, celebrate it Get back, get back, the revelation Sit back, sit back, sit back You want to chime in on what you think? Yeah, totally. Like, if you're a, if you're a fan of Lapras, you're gonna enjoy this song. In its structure, it's similar to the stuff they've done before, with like the 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 rising vocals and stuff getting heavier in the middle. This one's a bit darker, uh, but I like it very much. I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited for the next album. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Lapras. There's uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it is. It's it's sort of you listen to it and you go, oh, that's Lapras. It's it, this one's really epic for a first mm. single from them, which is kind of cool. Very dark, very orchestral, uh, orchestrated, I mean. And um, uh, yeah, it's cool, man. They they just do everything good. That's all yeah. I can say. I know has a, a crazy, a crazy voice and it, it gets very yeah, well. I love his voice. And uh, I'm sure that album's going to be great. So uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into uh, another brand new song from Ross Jennings, uh, lead singer of Haken who has been busy on uh, what he's called sort of a pop record, kind of. Um, and uh, the first single, Words We Can't Unsay, there's a lyric video out for it. Uh, but let's go ahead and check that one out. Well, the words I can't unsay from the ones I mean You're the loop in my delay And the ghost in my machine
Yeah, great song. I think we were talking about it just a bit ago. It's pretty much proggy Bon Jovi. <laughs> That's the vibe we get. Uh, fun it track. Has very eighties eighties vibe yeah, to totally. it. I think on purpose, uh-huh. and uh, which I love that. And and you know you can get away with that these days. That kind of retro sound. Um, it, it it has an affinity vibe kind of to yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Because uh, affinity is a total eighties inspired album. I think. Those guys yeah. were growing up with this sort of music and they love it. So, of course, they're going to draw inspiration from it. And and Ross is very talented. Like, even outside of his, like, cake and camp, he comes up with some great stuff. And this single is pretty much proof of it. Well, you know what I love? Um, there's a certain thing, like, if you look at a band like Genesis, right, who have this amazing, unique sound that no band has ever had, right? And then, but when you strip them and you make solo records from all the members, you can see who yeah, was who what part to of the, the table. Genesis sound, yeah. right? Each piece of the puzzle, each piece, totally. and you could totally make it out. And I'm starting to sort of see that with Haken, which surprises me. But if you if you look at the uh, Rich Henschel solo record, the Cocoon, Cocoon that came yeah. out, that thing's super technical and mm-hmm. crazy. And that sort of has that side of Haken. And then you look at Ross now, you're getting sort of the, the big melodies, choruses, yeah. big choruses and stuff. And that's sort of combined that. You can see where affinity comes from or some mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then there's been clips of Charlie Charlie's solo album that he's played. Now, we haven't heard anything from it because he's not done with it from what I know. But he's played clips of it online, snippets. And supposedly that album is sort of like death metal. Yeah, it's totally super heavy and eight strings. So, like, yeah. So now combine those three sounds, yeah. and you basically have Haken, yeah. in in a weird totally. way. So I think that's kind of <laughs> a cool way to look at it, and it's neat to see the guys do that. Yeah. Um, and just shows their talent. Um, and I love Ross's voice, and for him to do a song this cool, I think is great. And so I can't wait for everybody to check that out. Uh, all right, so let's jump into some other stuff. Um, Neil Morse band, obviously, you know, we're big fans of, of Neil and his many, many bands and, uh, and most, uh, most of everything that he's ever done. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, you know, they have a new album out called Innocence and Danger, sorry, not out coming out on August 27th, a two CD epic with two long epics on one disc, a 30 minute track and a 20 minute track and a bunch of long songs like they stuff do. we like. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> They kicked it off with the first single uh, last week, and it's called Do It All Again. And it's, uh, I mean, I've said it. It's one of my favorite songs of the year. I just love this song. Um, So let's just, if you haven't heard it, let's play a clip of that. right like those first two minutes uh, of the song are just mind-blowing uh there's a, a part that kind of reminds me of dream theater just before the verse i think it's fantastic and mike's drums are are great on it the verse is very strong the chorus is very powerful like 
you can really feel like it's a collaborative effort and everyone involved and uh, just bringing in all the the right pieces. What, you know, I don't, and we've had this topic before and we've talked about it, but like the lyrics, and I don't normally like, like get hooked on, on lyrics mm-hmm. when I'm listening to a song, especially in Prague. It, it just sort of just phases by me unless they're either terrible and cheesy, which <laughs> really bothers me. Or if they're really, if they really catch you in some way. And for whatever reason, this lyric, I think hit me and you know, what, you know, whatever happened, I do it all again, throw the pain and suffering. I do it all again. I sort of, I sort of really dig that. And I think it's more of a down to earth kind of lyric for, for, for them and relatable. And that with that, you know, that chorus, with the three-part harmony and the organs leading in, leading yeah. into that guitar lick mm-hmm. right after it. It's just, to me, that's just perfection. Whether it's Prague, Neil Morse Prague book, you know, by numbers or, or predictable <laughs> or whatever some things Might may say, say yeah. you know, it just, it just works. It works. I agree with you. Totally. That's, that's it. It just yeah. works. And I'm very excited and, to hear what they, they come up with the full album because that second CD with the two epics, it, it, it's a recipe for success, right? <laughs> you know, it's a weird thing with with uh, Prague. It's sort of we're biased, but also the the it's been proven sort of like when have you heard? When have you looked at a, a, a track listing of one of these many albums we've listened to over the last 10, 20 years, right? Before listening. And you look at it and you go. Oh, a 30 minute song. It's going to be terrible. It's never, <laughs> yeah, that should like, suck. It's never terrible. It's, ne- <laughs> it, it's never terrible. Yeah. Or are we just biased? I don't honestly know the answer. Yeah. That should be I a totally separate recall, discussion. You're right. Yeah. I don't recall ever hating one. <laughs> I think like if you go to the spirit of the pro report, uh, like our intention is to bring music that we enjoy. So yeah. we're going to talk about stuff that we like, right? That's, that's what we do. And I think yeah. that's why for whatever good or bad, you know, whoever listens and hopefully that's, you guys like the same stuff, but we're never faking this. Like, yeah, totally. We're big fans yeah, so of everything. We're talking about like 15 songs. We love all of them. These are songs we like. I mean, that's I mean, sort of it. Some, some I like more than Roy. Some Roy hasn't heard all of them like to the same extent. Some Jeff loves yeah. and everybody else hates it. And that's how it works. <laughs> right. But in the end, but, it's just no, stuff we a, love. But yeah. it's a funny thing with, with those epics. We all link right onto them and go, oh, I can't wait to hear that. And and we almost go into them knowing we're going to like them. And I, yeah. and it, I think it's putting our own bias on it's ourselves. Kinda, and, it's kind of watching a movie of a genre that you love, right? It, you're, yeah. You're just... Like if you like Marvel, if you like Marvel movies, you're gonna like them. You're gonna yeah, like you're gonna, them. you're gonna like the new Avengers, right? <laughs> it's right. It's pretty much done. So that, that's yeah, the that's, perfect that's analogy. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right, so let's let's move on. Um, uh, I'll let you take this one. This is this is one of your favorites that you brought to this. Uh, uh, Kinglet. You want to talk about that one? Oh yeah, for sure. So Kinglet, it's a brand new band or project. They came out with a new IP, uh, EP called Tangerine. And it's out, it's been out, and it's great. It's all instrumental music, uh, prog. It's very, like, very modern-sounding instrumental stuff, like Pliny or Scale of the Summit. And there's a, a guy named Ryan Taylor 
who's a very talented guitarist. Uh, he's wrote the, the whole thing. The, the drummer is uh, Kendall Lentz, the drummer for Reign of Kingdom. And it's just like four or five songs. They're amazing. They're very good. Top-notch quality production-wise, too. Uh, we'll play a, a short clip of it right now. And I think everyone should go and check it out because it's great quality. All right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, I like that kind of stuff always. That guitar, instrumental stuff. Uh, the, uh, Pliny had a, a recent uh, album. I think it came out last year. Yeah, Impulse um, Voices, yeah. Yeah, which was great. And uh, and also, uh, you know, we should give a shout out to, which we didn't plan to talk about it, uh, but to Scale the Summit. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, with Chris, Chris uh, Letchford and and uh, his thing. And he has, that's coming out soon with a bunch of singers on it as well, including... Who we just spoke about, Ross Jennings, uh, is, and is and, well, and, so. and Joey from Reign of Kendo too. That's right. One so of a lot of things. So just another comment about the the Tangerine album. Uh, I think one of the cooler things about it, it's very focused on live motifs. So a lot of the themes repeat within the songs, and even though it's an instrumental album, it feels like a, a very structured song with vocals and stuff like that. So that's what attracts me the most. Very fun record. Yeah. So definitely check that one out. All right, let's move on. Um, okay, so I'm going to, yeah, I want to talk about the Downs Braid Association. Uh, I think it's more known as, as DBA at this point, but that's Jeff Downs, who we all know, uh, with Chris Braid. This is their fourth record now um, called Halcyon Hymns. And uh, man, I just, this is one I, I just love this record. Um, let's check out the first single, which is the opening track, uh, Love Among the Ruins. Yeah, so from the minute I heard this first song, uh, I was hooked on this. I just like the vibe of this record. I mean, it's it's prog in the very most sort of poppier sense, mm -hmm. but there are longer songs on it. It's it's very kind of pastoral and 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 a lot of acoustic guitars, and it's this weird narration that's kind of trippy throughout the yeah, whole record. Totally. Um, and uh, but I love Chris Braid's voice, and it's just a bunch of great songs on here. It's it's not transatlantic and liquid tension and that kind of prog but like you could put this record on and just listen to the whole thing and it just puts you in the best mood it's just that kind of yeah it's that happy, kind of album. like uplifting yeah. kind of stuff totally yeah it's great it's I my favorite album there i have liked all their a, stuff but i had a i haven't had a chance to check the whole thing out yet but i have i've heard a couple of songs including this one it's great it's very uplifting it, it kind of sounds like yes right naturally even down to yeah. the cover art uh, but in the best ways possible. I think it's sort of, it could have been a yes album if you just had Steve Howe kind of doing his solo thing over it. Yeah. And then it's kind of just a yes record. Um, 
and it's it's cool. So if you haven't checked out DBA, I mean, I I, I think it's a great band to check out. This is my favorite album of theirs, but all their stuff's been been really good, uh, and and it's nice nice to see. Um, okay, let's jump on to the the big one of the big releases, uh, which was uh, let's talk about Stephen Wilson, which we touched base on nice. a little bit. The Future Bites. Um, you know, this album is all sorts of different sounds and very electronic. Uh, but listen, I'm going to go with the, what I like from him, which is this song and it's 12 things I forgot. So let's play a bit of that. opinion that's that's the best one in the album right yeah it's I, Stephen I wilson doing the the stuff he's done with lazarus with trains which is writing a very concise ballad with lots of creative elements and uh different chord progressions that you're not used to uh even though it has a poppy uh, poppy feel especially on this on this album the future bites which is very poppy in general um uh, it's very surprising you know, I, I feels it feels like just a classic song right off the bat. As soon as you start listening to it, it's like, yeah, that's a classic. Well, and thank you. Weren't you talking recently about uh, Porcupine Tree, like The Rest Will Flow? Wasn't it a song you, you had brought up recently? Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. And and so... I tweeted well, about it. And you, and I, have you a, replied, yeah. I feel like that there's a similarity with those songs and that style. And mm-hmm. he's always done songs like this. Um on some of the older porcupine tree albums or, or even like Lazarus isn't far off from it. Or um, so, you know, it's a side of him. I like, and the minute I heard this song, I was sort of put at ease with the record and I thought, okay, he didn't yeah. completely go crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, you know, I like the album really in good. general. We talked about it a little bit, but in general, I think it's a good album. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. Uh, so, Another surprise that kind of came out of nowhere was Styx um, coming out with uh, an album called Crash of the Crown. And they did a weird thing where they sort of just announced it, dropped one single, three, four weeks later, put out the album. That's it. And it's out. And uh, I have to tell you, it's a really good record, too. I mean, I know we say that a lot, but this is what we're (laughs) doing here. We're pointing out things to you that we really like. But this is a great sticks album. Um, it's, it's might be one of their best since like their heyday. Honestly, it's from beginning to end. It's really good. I feel like the last one, the mission it's along those lines, the mission maybe, maybe had a few more progier moments, but I, I do think this one has stronger songs throughout. Um, maybe less kind of technical mm-hmm. sections. Yep. Um, but it's really good, and the songs just kind of connect one to the other. It's not a concept album, but when you listen to it, it sort of kind of still sounds like a concept album. It flows well, um, right? 
it flows really well. Um, anyway, let's, uh, they did, when the album came out, they put out a second song, uh, and this is Reveries. So let's check out a clip of that. I was going to say, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I was going to ask you what makes you think that it stands out so much because it sounds like you love it. Um, it's This is their acoustic side. Uh, it's just great choruses, and Styx has always been known for their big harmonies, mm -hmm. and they just put those all over this record. Yeah, nice. And the production's great, and Tommy Shaw's voice is, is still just insane. Um, it's great. If you're a Styx fan... Do not be like, oh no, sticks. You know, I don't need a new record. It, this is it's it's really worth uh, worth checking out. Yeah, I gotta um, check it out too. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go back a couple of months actually and talk really quick about Ned Sylvan and his album Spiritus Monday, um, which is really uh, just a very cool, different record for him. His solo albums. Uh, were sort of kind of on the Genesis proggy side, obviously influenced because he's a big Genesis fan mm -hmm. and doing all the work with Steve Hackett. But on this one, um, uh, it's all based on poetry that they set to music, him and another guy. Uh, and uh, let's play a little clip of uh, The Hawk. the most about this song is the percussion the drums the way it sounds it goes from the right to the hi-hat and it keeps going like super fast even though the song yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. it just complements uh the each of the elements so well uh i love Ned's voice of course it's very different it stands out among all the others it almost sounds like an, a whole another instrument it's very storytelling his voice yeah totally. and uh i like the ending of this song with all the chorus, you know, the background the vocals and, and all that stuff, how it builds. It's very gen very Genesis, kind of classic Genesis sounding. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of his, and uh, I like this record a lot too. It's less, again, I'm, it's less solo-y kind of stuff than the previous solo records, which had all these crazy, you know, drums and solos with Guthrie Govan and stuff like that thrown in. This one doesn't really have that. But it has just some great songs. Yeah. And um, great again, album. really nice to listen to. Uh, okay, so moving on. I don't know what number we're at at this point. How, how many? <laughs> we Let's talked just about? stop counting. <laughs> yeah, we're not counting. Uh, if everybody's still with us, we have a, a few more to go. 
Um, and uh, we're going to talk about life signs. And uh, now, now you're in your element. That's, That's right. your favorite, about, right? Uh, a big fan of this one. Uh, let's play a little bit of the title track, uh, Altitude. I never knew that Nothing escapes me. I could be something better. Tears roll right down my face. I could be so. This album surprised me. I mean, I've liked Life Signs and their previous records. I did not expect to like this album as much as I did. It really kind of knocked me off my feet, especially this title track, which is just super epic and massive and awesome. And it has that moment in the middle, which just gets me every time. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. This album. Wait, last time I was on the podcast, we were talking with John Young and he, yep. he was talking a little bit about the creation of the album and, and what it meant to him and all that. And that made the album a, a lot more special for me, like as an experience. And we talked a lot of, about, a lot about how, like, if you like lepers, you're going to like this song. If you're gonna, if you like X, you're gonna like this song. You know, uh, I I think this album is more like if you like Prague, you're gonna like this in general, right? Because it's just quality instrumental stuff. Uh, the vocals are great. Uh, it's just very well written. It flows well. I think it, it. It. I also agree. It's a top pick of one of the best albums of the year. Yeah, and the thing is, um, I don't believe they have any of this stuff online. Yeah, it's not on you streaming. Have to, you have to buy it, and we highly recommend buying it and supporting this band. Um, you know, and really all these bands, but that they choose to not put their stuff out and, you know, got to respect them for that. So, mm-hmm. um, life signs altitude worth checking out. Uh, okay. We got about five more. The last five we're going to talk about here. Um, big, big train, uh, have a new album on the way called common ground comes out July 30th. They've released two songs. There was a title track a few weeks ago and most recently crazy instrumental track called Apollo which we're going to play a clip of that. This, this is just the same thing I was talking about life science. Like if you go, if you like Prague, you're going to like this also applies. It's just almost 10 minutes. I think of just instrumental madness. It's a classic, even though it's instrumental, it sounds like a, a, a song with lyrics. It has a very clear structure when different instruments takes the lead. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just an awesome instrumental written by Nick DiVirgilio. Yeah. Um, who also wrote a, another song on the album and sings a lot on the album. Um, I, I've heard this album. It's an amazing, amazing album. And as I usual, think it's one of the, I think it's one of the yeah. best albums Big Big Train has ever done. 
And uh, if you haven't ordered it or if you want, haven't checked this band out yet, I highly recommend it. Yeah, you know uh, what? I, what I, I think it's funny about Big Big Train is how sometimes people create supergroups, but Big Big Train kind of became one after a while, right? So you added Nick De Virgilio and you have Ricard, uh, who is formerly from Beard Yeah, Fish, yeah, right. Of course, Greg from and everyone else in the band—they're just fantastic. So in the end, it's just a crazy, crazy band with just amazing songwriters yeah love this love this record um and yeah i just can't wait for it to come out for everybody to hear it um let's move on to uh you know this one was a surprise and one that i just hit me out of nowhere which is the vola album Mm -hmm. uh witness uh this is another one of my favorites which completely surprised me because again it's a band i'd been familiar with and i I liked some of their previous stuff. I'm not going to say I was blown away by it. Um, but uh, when I heard this single, Straight Lines, man, that it's awesome. Uh, so let's uh, check out a clip from that. introduced to me by streaming services sometimes they sometimes they just get it right so i've been listening to their stuff for a few years i think and i've always enjoyed it but i agree that this song and the album as a whole it's very very top notch right and this song specifically kind of reminds me of riverside a little bit uh if it was heavier right because it has the groove like it's very rhythmically driven and a little bit of pain of salvation too like the accelerator that kind of vibe right in general uh they have their own identity and i enjoy this song very much as as well as well as the whole album yeah and there's another song 24 light years which was another single which is Mm -hmm. just incredible i almost feel like they're tied for me with for my favorite songs on this album um yeah i think there, I, I would add Haken and Leprous to, you know, bands in the similar kind of world. Mm-hmm. Tesseract, you know, also. Yeah, Tesseract, definitely. Um, but I, in a weird way, I feel like if there was a hit, and again, saying hit is so ra- rare and kind of almost <laughs> irrelevant in, when you're talking about this genre, but like Straight Lines is the most hit-friendly of this style of songs of any of these bands I think I've heard in a long time. Like yeah. it's, I feel like everyone that even listens to bands that aren't prog could listen to this fans of corn fans of, Foo yeah, Fighters, it, it kind of has of, a, an early 2000s like feel too. Right. I, yeah. I think a lot of people would enjoy it. Not even knowing what prog is or going yeah. too deep into the world. It's very kind of crossovery, but still heavy and cool. So I mean, it's fantastic. Um, and they've gotten a lot of publicity from it and it's done very well from what you sort of see online and uh, that's exciting for them. So good for, good that's for those great. guys. Uh, all right, let's hit uh, Frost uh, are back with a new album, which is really exciting because we love Frost. Uh, album's called Day and Age and uh, here's the title track. Turning the lights out and closing the windows just- 
so for this song when you hear it for the first time right off the bat like the little girl saying the the welcome to life that kind of thing it's very funny and very frosty right and so you're in for some of the stuff that they usually do um this song is long it's not a short song but it has a chorus that that it, it keeps go it keeps playing in my mind all the time the day and age chorus it keeps playing in my mind and it has like a, a cool instrumental section in the middle um again the whole album is great but this song stands out a lot this is the best song in the album bar none for me and it's yeah, totally. top top three top five song of the year for me that it's just the tempo they do this well they do it on a lot of songs um from previous albums just very upbeat very fast for the entire time no mm-hmm. you know no no change of time signatures it's just a driving kind of thing and everything else around it is the crazy stuff and I love that. It's to me, it's what's unique about them. It's not. It's not also the drumming being crazy. The drumming is uh-huh. is basically a, almost a metronome, just boom, and yeah, everything it's taking else you for is, a ride. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, and I just think it's good really, analysis, totally. really cool. Uh, love this song. Love it. It's, yeah. People yeah. need to. People need to hear Frost. Let's get. Uh, yeah, the last two we talked about these a little bit, so it makes sense we would leave them for last. Uh, Transatlantic. Um, so, uh, you know, most people have heard this, if you've bought it, if you've wanted to hear buy this album or check it out, you, you know, it's, but let's just play a, a, a clip. I picked a clip from, uh, uh, the world we used to know. So let's just go ahead and play that. Ask anybody from our group, what's your favorite song? Each one of us will pick a different song. What's yours? And that's easy to do because there's a hundred <laughs> songs on this album. So yeah, tell me what, no. you, what, what you would have picked. A totally Owl How. That's my okay. top one. It, it, <laughs> right. Probably my favorite song of the year for really? a lot of wow. the reasons. Yeah, a lot of a lot of reasons. But I love the vibe. I'm a big Flower Kings fan. And I love mm-hmm. how Roy sounds on that song. I like the vibe and it's very dark and the the theme that repeats is very fun uh like classic transatlantic stuff i mean i don't have one bad bad thing to say about this album uh, in general, uh no i really i i think it's just brilliant i mean we talked about that in the beginning of the podcast but um you know this is the one sort of long epic on it um and uh, again i like the mix i like when they both sing when Royna and and Neil sing on the same song. I think that's really cool. It's a very unusual voice between them, yeah. right? And Roina's voice is just the most unique thing ever. Yeah. And uh, you can immediately so, tell it's him. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? Let's close with, uh, you know, one of the craziest songs of the year. Uh, the opening track from 
I don't know, maybe the biggest album this year so far, uh, Liquid Tension Experiment, LTE3, uh, Hypersonic. genre would you have the biggest album of the year be uh one hour instrumental album <laughs> with like one billion notes played per second yeah <laughs> it's very exclusive to us uh, man like awesome album uh structured pretty much the same way the other ones are uh, the the new songs besides the jams they are great you can feel that they were having fun while writing it uh, lots of very unique moments even though Liquid Tension Experiment as a band shouldn't have a lot of new things, right? Their their recipe would be pretty much the same thing. You, you wouldn't expect a lot of more from, from what they usually do. But I think this one has a lot of moments that stand out. So yeah, Hypersonic, we were just listening to it. Um, it's crazy. It's the, the first one I listened to, I got. It's the first one I got. And when I, I listened to it for the first time, I was like, yeah, that sounds like Liquid Tension. But the more I heard it, the more it kept getting better, you know, because you, you get acquainted to the riffs. Uh, you see all the little changes in the details on the writing. In general, I think it's a, a phenomenal album. It's a, a highlight on the instrumental side of Prague. It's everything you would yeah, expect I mean, and more. It's always hard because I'm always going to lean towards the proggy stuff with the lyrics and the vocals mixed in with the playing, right? More than I will just instrument, straight instrumental. Um so it's hard to make me listen to a whole instrumental album and really love it. Um, and Liquid Tension, obviously, is with the people who are in it and what they can do. It's one of those things where I, I can listen to it and I do like listening to it. And uh, But it's amazing to me that after 20 years, they fell right back in and just still produced something that was sort of surprising even for what they do. Because you've got to imagine they all have their style of what they do and they do it on a hundred albums a year for this for 20 30 40 years <laughs> what's possibly left right and yet that opening of hypersonic they've never heard anything like it before yep just they found a way to do it so i, I just think that's amazing it's just a, such an, a talent you know it's just an underappreciated talent yeah to, it, to in come the, up the... with anything anything what what could be left in Petrucci and Portnoy's brains that they haven't played. You're right? Yeah, I mean, no, no, I agree with the sentiment. Like, totally. And and Tony Levin is how old is he? Like 74, and he's playing all those notes, and it's super precise and crazy. Uh, and one of the songs on the album, it was the jam. Um try to remember the name. But it's a, a calmer one with just Petrucci and Brutus. Shades of Hope. Shades of Hope. Yeah, that's it. And that was recorded in one take. One uh, take. I, I think you know that. And that's the most impressive thing. Like if you if you hear it, like just going through the album, and and, and saying, okay, yeah, that's a cute song, very fun, like very beautiful. But the the thing that was jamming, they was just jamming, first 
first take, that's it, that's the song. It's on the yeah. album. Boom. Um, it's and that that kind of talent we're dealing with. It's yeah, insane. It's crazy. So it's just we gotta appreciate what these guys produce, you know, and uh and come out with. And I mean in this one year, Portnoy is gonna have put out Liquid Tension, Transatlantic, and you know, more spans. So yeah, he did it again. <laughs> I wouldn't even know if he's done. There may be something else coming out yeah, in November. Probably. We no him. Yeah, we gotta expect so, at least like three more. He's just a machine. <laughs> uh so uh, you know man think about what we talked about right in this podcast and it's june yeah it's crazy and there's more coming that Mm -hmm. will be on our end of the year podcast (laughs) that's going to be amazing that we haven't talked about yet it's just insane it's It's a great time to be a a fan of this kind of music you know prog in the 70s obviously was what it was and that's the heyday and and everything but there's no greater time to like this music than now yeah because you have the old stuff too <laughs> right you have it, the old stuff it's there already yeah there's never been a time when this much stuff was all coming out and it's so all many quality bands uh, coming up with stuff it's it's crazy and as yeah, you it's said all, it's, it's, it's only the middle of the year it's a lot a lot more coming it's out of control it's just crazy so anyway, uh, thanks for listening, Dan. Good to have you on, man. Always, always. Uh, yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for it. having me. And I hope everyone. Yeah, it's gets fun. Some I, you know what? I was going to do this one by myself, and it's way more fun talking to somebody, <laughs> especially if they're cool as me. That <laughs> adds to it, of course. Yeah, but anyways, I hope everyone gets a chance to listen to all these great albums, a lot of great music, and we got to support the bands that put out the music that we love. So yeah. thanks for having me, man. It's it's a pleasure. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.